Good morning, church. My name is Daniel. I am the pastor here at Plaza. I want to thank you and welcome you, really, for joining us online today. We count it a privilege uh, that you would spend some time with us on a Sunday, or if you watch this at a later time, thank you for tuning in with us. We are here to study God's Word, and so I hope you have a Bible. I want to invite you to grab it, and as it was noted before, turn to the Gospel of John chapter 15. We were there last week. We're just be camping out here as we're in this series called Abide, and if you're just joining us for the very first time, uh, love for you to connect. If this is your very first time here, we've got a text number. We'd love for you to text us. You can text the word CONNECT. Um, connect to 757-239-3993. Love for you to uh, just reach out to us. We're not going to spam you. Just uh, enables us a way to have some communication with you. And uh, in addition, if anybody uh, has a prayer request, you could just send the word pray to that same number, pray, and uh, we'd love to pray for you. Uh, as we, uh, before we jump into the text here and get ready to um, study the word. I uh, just want to hope you'll join me in praying for our nation and all this happened <laughs> this week uh, as we pre-record these services. Uh, things happened on Wednesday at our Capitol building, just extremely disheartening. And so we're praying for healing, praying most of all that God would be glorified and that his love and truth will be displayed all throughout our nation and throughout the world. But I know that many people in our nation are just uh, navigating uh, with a heavy heart. I know I certainly am. And so I hope you will continue to pray with us. Um, As we jump into the series here, the the series is called Abide. This is the way. And um, it's a little play off of the words from a Star Wars series called The Mandalorian. And uh, this is the way. This is the way. And there is this phrase repeated in this um, TV show. And you don't have to know anything about Star Wars or the the movie to understand this, but um, it's about this guy called the Mandalorian. This is what he looks like. Here's a picture of it. We'll put that uh, on the slides for you. Uh, These are two different Mandalorians here. Again, not that that has anything, a whole lot to do with it. Uh, And and if you want to know more about the TV show, uh, the Mandalorian is sort of tasked with protecting this little green fella here. Uh, This is Baby Yoda, as we would like to call him. Uh, He actually has a different name, but if you haven't watched the series, I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, So anyhow, what, what, what is this all about? This is the way. Well, the Mandalorians have this code of life that they follow. Um, and especially this one guy, uh, we find out that he has a little bit more of a stricter code. And whenever they come up about their code of honor, they say to each other, this is the way. So as I mentioned before, he's not allowed to take off his helmet in the presence of a living thing. And anytime they ask him that question, he'll say no. And then they'll all say, this is the way. They have a code of honor, a code of commitment, uh, uh, different things about the way they are supposed to live. And how we've kind of navigated that as Christians is that Jesus followers in the first century, before they were ever called Christians, were actually called followers of the way. Why? Because they followed the ways of Jesus. They followed the teachings of Jesus. We were called followers of the way. And so we can say, not as a weird cult or anything like that, but we can say as followers of the ways of Jesus, this is the way we live. This is the way we operate as followers of Christ. 
And so we're going to navigate this, and, and this whole series is really called Abide. And the, the word abide really means to rest in, to live in, to dwell in. And, uh, and that's what we're reminded. We start off the beginning of the year abiding in Christ. Before we try to get going and uh, uh, completing our to-do list, completing our goals for 2021, we need to make sure we have tapped into the source of life, tapped into the source of power. And I don't know about you, but have, have you ever tried to fight some battles on your own? Be those emotional battles you're trying to fight on your own. Maybe it's a physical battle that you've been uh, navigating this year. Maybe it's a financial battle that you've been navigating. It's a relationship battle. Um, there are um, spiritual battles. There are all kinds of battles that we fight uh, all throughout our lives. And, uh, and I don't know if you've ever tried to fight one of those battles alone and by yourself, um, you know, uh, but it is very difficult to do that. And, and all of us, we can get busy. Uh, we can think we're accomplishing things. But what we said uh, last week as we looked at the same passage, John 15, and again, I hope you've had a chance to turn there if you have a Bible or, or use uh, the notes section there or the Bible app section as you're watching this on our website, um, uh, is, is that, listen, apart from God, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. And I know you're thinking, Pastor, I walk around every day and I, I drive my car. I, I take notes. I write things down. I go grocery shopping. I, um, uh, I go to doctor's offices. I watch TV. I surf. The I get up and do all kinds of things. And the Bible really tells us, though, so, uh, all those things are gifts from God. And we can do nothing of uh, eternal or significance apart from God. Let me look at the text here and I just take my word for it. We're going to look at uh, just some verses here in John 15. And let's look at verse 4. John 15 verse 4 simply says this. He makes it as clear as it can be. It says, abide in me and I in you. Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself. The branch cannot bear fruit by itself, right? Have you ever seen a branch that has cut down and fallen off of the tree? It might be green for a little while, but it, it's, it's, it's not connected to the life source. It's not connected to the nutrients. It's not connected to the sap and its energy. And, and so that branch that is not connected, it can't bear any fruit. And yeah, it may look okay for a little while, but you know, and I know it's going to get brown and decayed. And what Jesus is teaching us here is that apart from a relationship with him, we cannot do anything of any eternal or significant value. Again, you may be busy. You may be productive in the world's eyes, but we need to be filled and connected with his spirit. And, um, and, and, and the, look at the rest of the, the verse there, okay? It cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. And then he says, neither can you unless you abide in me. And then verse five, I am the vine. You are the branches. Again, he's giving us this picture here. The vine would be the trunk or the, the, you know, the main line of, of the tree. He's, he's thinking of olive branches here. Um, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. You can do nothing. Again, this reminder that apart from a relationship with God, we can do nothing and beloved, I just want to encourage you with that and, 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 and remind you that trying to do life in your own strength, trying to do life apart from God is going to be a, uh, uh, a futile endeavor, meaning it's going to be pointless because apart from God, you can do nothing. 
Listen, and, and the flip side of that is extremely encouraging because with God, with the power of God, you can do anything that he calls you to do. And um, listen, you might be 91 years old, bedridden, and, and a simple three-word prayer over your children, over your grandchildren, over our church, over us, over our city and our nation, a three-word prayer from a 91-year-old bedridden person can accomplish way more than, than all the activity of, of able-bodied people moving around apart from God. Because with God, man, we're abiding in the vine, and we can bear some serious fruit. And so I just want to encourage us with that and, and remind us. And, and as I said, you know, nothing of significant value. Like, let's just be honest, right? We can't even do basic things apart from the grace and power of God. You can't brush your teeth. I can't brush my teeth in the morning apart from the grace of God. You want to know why? Who, who got the blood pumping through my body? That was God. I'm not pumping my heart consciously right now. God has designed my body and your body to pump blood circulate blood, okay? Your brain is, is controlling all these things apart from, from, you know, you're not telling yourself to fire all these synapses and all these things. And so, man, we owe it all to the grace of God. And so we need to think. We can blink our eyes or move our bodies and, and, and much less accomplish your mission, your purpose, your destiny that God created you for. This is what he's saying here. He's, he's saying within the context of these verses, he says, I created you to bear fruit and to bear fruit that would last to do something with purpose and destiny in your life. And you can't do that apart from relationship with God. You can, you can, listen, you can have all the skills. You can be a talented singer. You can be a talented preacher. You can have all the skills. You could get good grades. You could have a great job. Uh, you could be YouTube famous. You could be a famous video gamer. Uh, you, you could have all the money. You could go to Bible college. You can sit as many classes as you want. You can come to church. You can watch as many online services as you want. And that still doesn't help you bear fruit if you do not have a personal connection to God. Do you, do you catch what I'm saying here? This is the way. You can put that in the chat. This is the way. What is the way? You can't do anything apart from a connection with God. I want to illustrate it uh, with you this way. You may be able to see her. I brought some tools with me. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm not a very manly man right now. And you who are watching this should be very afraid. Um, typically when I've done these sorts of things in church, uh, people ask me, Hey, did you sign a waiver pastor? Is your wife around? Uh, does she know about this? And, uh, and all those things are not true right now as I'm recording this. My wife is not around. She doesn't know that I'm doing this. And so she'll find out at a later date if I still make it and I'm still alive. And if I do survive that, I may not survive the next week after she finds out. So y'all pray for me. Okay. But we've got these wonderful power tools here. And, uh, and don't worry. See, when I do this in real church, you know, people are a little bit nervous and they kind of try to move to the back of the church. You're totally safe there in your living room. And so you can just put in the chat, amen, I'm safe. All right. I'm not safe. So put pray for the pastor. All right. But, but if I have, and uh, we may have to go to another camera angle here. If I've got my, my screw, I'm going to screw this into the board. See if we can do it here. We got a good view there, guys. Got to go the right direction. Can you notice? We'll have to switch back to the other camera. Can you notice I've got a little problem here? You hear that? What's going on with my drill? 
My battery's struggling, right? I don't have enough juice in my battery, right? I can put it in here all day long, and it's not, it's not going very far, so what do I got to do? And you see, this is how a lot of us go through life, right? As a parent, as an employee, as, as, a, as a child, as a son or a daughter, as a teenager. You're going through life trying to accomplish these tasks. Sounding like that. You, you know what that kind of reminds me of? Did you hear that sound? It actually sounded kind of like a, sounded kind of like a whine, right? And some of us are whining through life and asking God, God, will you help me? God, why won't you help me? I can't do it. And God is saying, listen, I'm trying to help you. You won't slow down enough to abide and get plugged into the power source. You don't ever take some time to do this, change out the batteries, right? Because I got to get a, a real battery on here. That's a whole different sound, right? And God's saying, listen, you don't slow down and get plugged in enough. You are not plugged into the power source. And if you want to be able to accomplish your purpose, your destiny as a son or a daughter, as a spouse, as a teacher, as a child, as a coach, as an employee or an employer, you have got to get your batteries charged and stay plugged into the source. And now we can go to the other camera, right? And easily. Well, there we go. I know you're applauding in your living rooms, right? We need a, a wonderful applause. And so, which, which, which one are you? How are you staying plugged in? How are you abiding? Is this you? Kind of get that slow wine there trying to accomplish your life's goals and your life's purpose. Apart from abiding, it's impossible. You have got to get plugged in, amen? And so, I know what you're saying, Pastor. That's wonderful. Thank you, preacher boy. But how do we actually do that? Well, I'm glad you asked because I want to look at the, the rest of the text here and then give you some, um, again, some more practical things. And we talked about a few practical things last week, but I, I'm, we're just trying to slow our ways down through this because I know, listen, everybody is struggling to really and truly abide. And so let me give you the main idea. We'll put this on the screen. The main idea, the big point uh, for this week is this. Number one is this. I abide in God's word or I abide in God's word by having his word abide in me. I abide in God by having his word abide in me. I abide in God by having his word abide in me. So if you want to abide in God, you want to get recharged and be plugged into the power source, you have got to have God's word in you. Let's check out these verses here. We're going to go back through a couple verses, and, and I want you to see uh, there are going to be three pairs Three pairs of verses, and God is going to do some algebra. How many of you like algebra? Put it in the chat. Raise a hand in the chat. I love algebra. Or some of you are going to say, I hate algebra, and this might bring you nightmares, okay? And so we'll pray for you after the service. But God's going to do some algebra. He's going to do a substitution, you know, where you got A plus B is equal to C and D, and then you can substitute one of those. God's going to do this here in this text, and I want you to check it out. Look at verse 4. We're going to see two pairs in these sets of verses. Verse 4 and 4. Four and five, say this, verse four. Abide in me and I in you. We're just gonna stop right there. Abide in me and I in you. So if we're doing algebra, abide in me is A and I in you is B, right? That's the first pair. Abide in me and then he's gonna say I in you. So Christ is living in you. You got that? 
Then the rest of the verse says this, right? As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in the vine. All right, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever, watch it again, here's the second pair. Whoever abides in me, that's A, and then what? And I in him. Again, he's saying, I'm in you. That's A and B. You got it? And I in him, and then he goes on. He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And then go on to verse 7, right? Verse 7 says this. Watch, here's where the substitution comes. We got the algebra going, okay? He says, if you abide in me, we've had that A, right? You abide in me, rest, live, dwell in Christ, hang out in him, stay connected to him. But he says this, and my words abide in you. My words abide in you. Notice what he substituted there. Before he was saying, if you abide in me, and I will abide in you. Well, he, he, he substituted the I will abide in you for this part, he says, and my words, my words will abide in you. So how do we have God abiding in us? It's simple. We have his word abiding in us. And, and again, that is the major point of this week is that, listen, the, the key way that I abide in God is that I let his word, the scriptures, the Bible abide in me. And so listen, when, when we receive Christ, when we say we are a Christian, when we say we are a Christ follower, this means we are following his ways. This is the way. And so when we receive Christ, we receive him as a living savior. We receive him into our lives as a speaking savior. We welcome him into our lives as an active one who is teaching us, who is showing us the way. This is the way he would say to us. We welcome him as, as, as a God who has viewpoints, as a God who has uh, laws, as a God who has um, ways of doing life. He has views and convictions and principles and commands. This is the Savior we're receiving. And so you know what that means. We're not receiving a zip-lipped Savior. Are you staying with me? We don't receive a quiet Savior. We receive a Savior that speaks to us. And he tells us what to do. And where does he tell us what to do? Right here in his word. God's principles and convictions are on everything. God has convictions and principles on money, on family, on on, uh, society, on children, on education, on sexuality. I mean, we could go down the list. And this is God's viewpoint. This is God's commands. And so if we're going to be people who follow Christ, we have to know what those viewpoints are. We, we have to have that guiding and instructing our lives. To have Christ is to have his ideas, not my ideas, right? To, to have his viewpoints, not my own viewpoints. To have his truth, not the media's truth or so-called truth, right? Uh, to have Christ, to have his guidelines, not the world's guidelines or my friend's guidelines or what's popular guidelines, but to have the guidelines of my maker and creator. And so if I'm going to be a person who is a follower of the ways of Jesus, I simply have to know his ways, right? And so we have to be people who read this book for our own. We have to have him guiding us and instructing us. And that is the primary opinion that should be most important to you and to me. And so as a Christ follower, when I, when I receive Christ, we, we like to say Christ comes in and he loves to dwell in our hearts. And if we picture our hearts kind of like a home, 
Can you picture your heart like a home? It's, it's got a, a, a door and it's got a living room and an entryway and a, a dining room and, and a, a kitchen and, and some bedrooms. And Christ comes in. And you know what Christ had to do to my heart? Christ had to come in and start cleaning up the mess of my heart because it sure was a mess. And he had to come in and say, look, 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 this, this is not my way. This is not the way. And he had to show me how to do things right in the kitchen and the living room and the dining room. Amen. Christ comes into our, he has some work to do inside of me. He said to be my follower, you have to obey my words. My words have to abide in you. And so how do we do that, preacher boy? What, what, what do you, how do we get abiding? Well, I'm going to give you six ways. Don't worry, it's not going to take very long to explain to have the living, speaking Christ abide in you with his word. And we're going to put this, um, uh, this picture of a hand on the screen here so you can see it, right? There's this picture of the hand and there are six things. Uh, if you want to be able to trace your hand, you can do it at home. I actually, you know, you can just put your hand over your face and trace it over your face so that way you won't forget it. That's okay, this is just a joke. Right. But but there are six ways we're going to say them. these six ways are to hear God's word, to read God's word, study, memorize, meditate, and then most importantly, apply. I like the hand uh, idea here. We often teach this in one of our classes. We have a spiritual growth class. Right. Uh, but they are hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, apply. So if, if you have your hand there, go ahead, everybody do this as you're watching it on the couch, in, in the living room. If you're on the treadmill, just be careful, all right? And, um, and hold out your hand, and then each one, you're, you're going to count with me, and then we get to apply, we're going we're gonna to grab it, right? We're going to make a fist, because we want to be able to grasp, grasp God's word. How to get a good grasp on God's word, you need to do all of these things. You, let's say them together. Here, go ahead and say that. Read, study, Memorize, meditate, and then apply. You got it? Can we do it again? Hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, apply. Do it again. Get everybody in your house. The kids are watching. Let's do it together. You guys ready? Hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, apply. Do it again. Hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, apply. One more time. Hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, apply. I gave you a workout today too, right? You got some little forearm strength just for that. Some of y'all, that was all you needed today, right? You just got forearms of steel now, right? These are the things we need to do to abide in God's word. First one, hear, right? Hear, hear God's word. What are the ways you hear God's word? Listening to sermons online like this. That is key. That's huge. Listening to God's word. There is the Bible app, um, you know, and, and listen, I, I highly rec recommend the Bible app. You can go in there and you can, if you're not a great reader, you can hear God's word and just hit the play button and, and this man or woman or whoever will read it to you in a variety of ways. You can go online. You can ask Alexa, how are you hearing God's word? I mean, it used to be back in the days, you used to have to spend 80, 100 to buy a bunch of cassette tapes. So many cassette tapes of the Bible, they would fit in a book bag. And then they came out with CDs, right? And then you had to buy like a notebook full of CDs. But now you can just click your Bible app on a smartphone. I mean, there are so many ways to hear God's word. And so I encourage you to do that. That's the first way. It's not the only way, but that's the first way, especially for audio type learners, right? Hear God's word, listen to it. Uh, and it's free on the Bible app. And so get the, the Bible app. It's free. Um, and you can listen to it in different languages. If, if English is not your first language, you can listen to it in your language. It's amazing. The next part is read. You've got to be reading God's word. Get a reading plan. Um, uh, there are reading plans all over the place. They're in the Bible app. Um, that You can look up reading plans all over the place um, and, and want you to do that, right? And, and that's so important. And then study God's word. 
Study it. You know, ask some questions when you're reading it. Who, what, when. There are some great study Bibles. If you want some recommendations, fill out a connection card. Let us know. Um, you know, we, we'd love to help you uh, get a study Bible and, and, and maybe learn some more. Hear, read, study, memorize. This is one of the key things. The Bible says, David in the psalm said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I've hidden your word in my heart. That's memorizing. And, uh, and we have a sheet of verses, uh, by the way, uh, just two quick things. We mentioned them last week, but I want to mention them again and again. For reading God's word, there are plans in here. This is our daily bread. It's simple. Uh, it's online, too. You can, you can do that. We can, uh, you can get one at church. We've got them out just in our, our welcome center. You could drive by day or night and pick one up, or you could schedule a call, and we'll meet you up here and give it to you. Uh, also, we do memory verses as a church. Uh, love for you to do these with us. Uh, there, there's a link in the chat, or again, you can pick them up at church at your convenience or schedule an appointment. Let us know. Uh, but if you're, you're watching from a distance, definitely memorize them with us one a month. And uh, it's a way to get God's word into your heart. It's a way to abide in God. Because remember, you can't do of anything significant or valuable apart from abiding. And how do we abide? We abide by having his word abide in us. And so we've got to memorize God's word. And, and listen, listen to me now. I, I know some of us, especially with age, it is a lot harder to memorize verses, right? I get it. I understand it. But listen, we need to be memorizing them. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can still memorize verses. And praise God, if you're a kid watching this and young watching this, you might be able to memorize the whole list in a, in a few months and, and then ask your parents for some more verses. I mean, get God's word in your heart. Because guess what? Let me tell you something. You have an enemy. The Bible says the enemy, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is after you to discourage you day and night. And you have thoughts coming in your mind, and I have thoughts coming in my mind, and they are attacking us. And, and the only way to do battle against the, the attacks of the enemy is to fight back with a sword. And you know what the Bible says the sword is? It says the word is a sword. It says this is the only spiritual weapon we have against Satan. We have armor. But man, if you go into battle with just armor and no weapon, you're still going to get your butt whooped. I don't know any clearer way to tell you that. And so you have got to have the sword so you can do battle against. And listen to me. You might say, Pastor, I got a big old Bible. I got a concordance. I got a, a study Bible, all this sort of stuff. But do you have God's word in your heart? Because guess what? When you get tempted at the grocery store because somebody has just coughed on you, right, in this COVID world, and you are ready to choke them out because they just coughed all up on you, they're standing uh, like no six feet you know, apart distance, and they're just all in your face, you're going to need God's word in your heart in that moment to fight against that temptation, right? There's temptation all around us every day. Your family, your employees, your coworkers, your neighbor, and, and, and if you don't have God's word in your heart in that moment, you're not going to be able to be like, hold on, neighbor, who just uh, uh, backed into my car. Let me go look at a Bible verse. When you have God's word in your heart, you are ready and active. And then the next part is hear, read, study, memorize, is meditate. What is meditating? Do I just get like home? Well, almost. My kids were asking me that the other day. And um, it is. It's a concentrate. The difference between memorizing and meditating is a concentrated thinking. I'm taking it from, uh, you know, just memorizing and now I'm letting it marinate, just like you let a steak or some chicken marinate. And um, I hope you're cooking something good for lunch because I'm coming over. I can smell it right now. And um, man, you let it marinate deep down inside. You start thinking about the individual words. 
Here's the best way I know how to memorize or meditate, excuse me, on a scripture. It is to just go slowly on each word and emphasize each word just one at a time. And, um, and so, like, for example, if we were to take John 3, 16, a very famous passage of scripture, well-known by many people, and maybe not so well-known to you, but many people know it, but it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If I wanted to meditate on that, I'd get by myself or I'd get in my car, I'd be in the gym or whatever, um, and I would just focus on each word and I would put emphasis on each word. So the first word of that verse is for, and I would just start thinking about for, for, and I would just start thinking about for God. And I would just keep saying that, for God so loved the world, for God. And I would just keep saying that over here. And then I'd go to the second word, for God so. And I would just start thinking about so. And what does that mean? Why did he put so in there? Man, that must mean he really loves us, for God so loved the world. I go to the next word, the next word, for God so loved. Man, I just focus on that word. I just start repeating this over in my mind and I'm sitting quietly. That's meditating on it. And then finally is, most importantly, is applying God's word. You've all met people, we've all met people, right, who know all kinds of verses, uh, but they are meaner than a snake, right? And they have not applied one lick of the Bible. And so listen, if you only know one, if, if you don't know a whole lot about the Bible, don't think you're in a worse position. Because when I was a Christian just starting out, man, I just knew one verse, right? Uh, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. That was the first verse I memorized. And man, I just tried to fulfill that every day. Be, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Every day I was working on being humble and gentle. Because let me, let me tell you what, if you met old preacher Mackey uh, a number of years ago, I was so far from humble and gentle, it was not funny. And so I needed to work on my humility and gentleness for many, many days, weeks, months, and years. And so listen, it's not about how many you know or how much you read. Again, we're all about smaller chunks are, are way better. That's why it's just one verse a month because we want you to take it deep. Use these verses, memorize them as a family, talk about them at dinner time. Uh, get someone to hold you accountable, talk with them, uh, with your spouse about them if you have one. Uh, if you're single and living by yourself, call up somebody from church that you know. This may be a great opportunity because you can't see them in person. Call them every day and, and, and work on the verse together. Say them over the phone together. That's a great way to connect with somebody from church. Um, you know, work on these verses. Uh, you'll put the verses someplace where you'll see them. Um, put them uh, in the mirror. So when you're there in the mirror getting ready in the morning, doing your lipstick like this. That's how some of y'all look. You think you don't look like that, right? But watch yourself when you're putting on your makeup. You just, you make all these weird faces and stuff like that. Men do it too. We're shaving and doing all kinds of weird stuff. We, we're, we're twisting and contorting all kinds of ways. That's okay. And, but put it someplace you can do it. Put it on your dashboard in your car. Don't, don't crash. You know, put it in your office. Put it uh, somewhere. Put it on the lock screen of your phone. Abide in God's word. Let it abide in you. I want to give you these two other practical tips here. Uh, I gave these to you last week, but I, I want you to have them again because, listen, we just need these reminders. If you want to be successful, you want the keys to abiding, it are these two things. We'll put them on the screen. Number one is a plan, and number two is persevere. A plan, and then persevere. A plan, and then persevere. I believe it was Don Carson, the theologian, who said, listen, most prayer, um, you know, doesn't happen because of the devil. Most prayer and Bible reading don't happen because we don't have a plan, right? Uh, get a plan. What does that mean? If you're going to do your reading in the morning, 
get your Bible, get your notebook, get your study Bible, get your verse sheet out, get your daily bread in a spot where it's ready to go in the morning. Because let me tell you what, Satan will tempt you like he tempts me. And all of a sudden, you'll be ready. You'll be up early, ready to read God's word and spend some time with him. And then you can't find anything. And next thing you know, you're angry. And you're kicking the cat and yelling at the dog and waking everybody up in your house because you're trying to find a Bible so you can study God's word. And you miss the point, right? And, um, and so get your stuff out the night before. Get it all ready. Um, if you've got to do it at a different time, that's fine. But just get it all ready and set it in one place. These are just simple things. It's a plan that you have in place. And then the second part is persevere. Persevere. Because you're going to miss days. I'm going to miss days. Listen, I'm a pastor. I have missed days abiding in God and reading the Bible. It is so true. But listen, I realize the most important thing is not that I miss days or count my days. And listen, I know the Bible acts, it has a little streak feature, um, not streak like you leave in your drawers, but streak like how long you've been doing this. And, um, and that's a wonderful feature. But listen, the most important thing is not that you have a perfect amount of days. The most important thing is that you don't quit seeking God. Amen. Listen, the devil wants you to quit. The devil wants you to give up. Because what you say is, oh, I haven't read the Bible in a month, in three months. I, I didn't do any of these verses, Pastor. I'm a flunky. That's exactly what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to quit and stop. And so the most important thing is that you simply persevere. You don't quit. Amen. And so make a plan and then persevere. I want to close with these last couple of verses. Again, just kind of reminders as we round out this text and then want to encourage you again, find some people to keep you accountable, uh, find some people to do this with, and then keep abiding in God because God will use your life as you gain power, as you stay plugged into the source and you won't be like a whiny drill whining, trying to accomplish stuff and asking God for help. And God's like, look, I've been here for you the whole time. I'm trying to empower you with more power than you can imagine, but you don't want to connect with me. And so look at, at verse uh, 10. Again, just another reminder, verse 10 says this, if you keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. What does he say there? Again, he's repeating the same idea. What do you have to do to abide? You keep his commandments. Hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, apply, keeping his commandments. You will abide in my love. And that's really the reminder here is that God wants us to abide in his love. It's not about being a perfect person. It's not about completing a checklist. It's not about uh, all, even all the commands. God is saying, listen, I have an ocean of love. I want you to abide in it. I, I want you to experience my love every day. I want to pour it out in your life. I'm going to give you more love than you could possibly imagine. Come, stay a while, enjoy my company. This is what it's all about. If you're watching this and you're not a Christian, this is what Christianity is all about. This is what sets it different from every other religion in the world. Religion always teaches us, do these things and you can work your way up to God. And if you do enough things, you'll get close to God. The Bible says it very plainly is that all people have sinned and we fall short of the glory of God, meaning we have tried to do good and in our own strength, we have not been able to reach God's standard. Think about it. Have you lied? If you say no, then you just told your first lie, right? We've all lied, right? Have you stolen a stick of gum from the grocery store, right? Uh, your, your sister's clothes, right? I mean, we have all stolen. We have done these things. Have, have you failed to keep just a few of these basic commands that are found in the scripture to worship the Lord your God and love him above all else? Have you ever loved anything? An ice cream cone, your pet more than you've loved God, your spouse, someone else, a TV or a show, right? We have all been so guilty of that, and we cannot work our way up to God. 
The beautiful thing is Christianity says this. God, though, came down to us in the form of Christ, and he paid the penalty for our sins because the Bible says there is a penalty for our sins. God is a just God and a holy and a righteous God, and that penalty is our life. But instead, he sent Jesus to pay for that. Why? All because he wants us to abide in his love. We were separated from God's love because of our sin. And God says, no, I want you to abide in that. And so if you haven't ever given your life, all this personal relationship, personal connection talk with Jesus sounds strange to you. We'd love to invite you into that. And so you could uh, start that relationship by a simple prayer. Prayer is simply talking to God. I'd love to lead you in that prayer right now. If you feel that's you, you're, you're in that category of people, much like I was in that category of people, that I, I knew about religion, but I didn't know about a relationship. That was me. And, um, and the Bible says that's every person until they make that connection. You could repeat this prayer just right there wherever you're at in the quietness of your heart. You could say something like this, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, I admit that I've sinned against you. I admit that I've sinned against you. And God, I'm so sorry for my sins. God, I'm so sorry for my sins. But I invite you to be my boss. I invite you to be my boss. I invite you to rule over my life. I invite you to rule over my life. I want to follow your ways. I want to follow your ways. And I believe that you rose again from the dead on the third day. I believe you rose again from the dead on the third day. God, help me to follow you all the days of my life. God, help me to follow you all the days of my life. I give myself completely to you. I give myself completely to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, please let us know. There's a little notification in the chat there. Reach out to us on a connection card. Help, um, you know, help us help you. We would love to help you grow in this relationship, equip you with the tools that you need. Why? Because this is the way we live as followers of the way. And so this week, your task is clear. For all the Christians watching this, you know your, your task is to abide in God by abiding in his word. And so, listen, get your plan ready and persevere. Get some accountability in your life. Get all your stuff ready. If we can help you in any way, we'd love to. And so, church, until next time, continue to abide in the Lord and, and, and receive his strength and his power. And don't be like a whiny tool. We love you.